The Isle of Imaginaria, Chapter 12, The Pearl. At daybreak the next morning, Marky began her journey on the quarter-mile stretch of Black Sand Beach. She followed it to her new cave. Along the way, she clutched the Karaite amulet that hung around her neck. Tiki torches lined the entrance. Marky dragged her hands along the cave wall as she walked further back. It was cool and wet and very quiet. She continued down a long tunnel until she came to a large opening. The room was like an airplane hangar or Santa's workshop. And there, in the middle, an antique weathered lockbox with brass tacks in the shape of a heart. Marky used the key necklace that Al gave her to open the box. Inside, she found materials for a kite, along with a set of instructions. You are trained, equipped, and ready. The culmination of your odyssey will soon come. Your final challenge is to construct a kite with these materials. Then, adorn your wrist with this pearl to signify your completion. Then wait. It's the seventh night, under a new moon. It's time. I only have until daybreak to get my kite out and ready for flight. I am trained, equipped, and ready. I am trained, equipped, and ready. I walk along the stretch of beach in front of my cave. It's the same stretch I've been prepping for days. As I wait for the promised symphony of sounds, I look down and see the pearl in my hand. I know all that it took to get it, and I know all that it signifies. I take the alabaster knife out of my waistband and cut a piece of fringe off my knife sheath. I string a pearl onto the twine and tie my new bracelet to my wrist. I can hear Tarsha's voice in my head. I know what she would say. You are trained, equipped, and ready. I miss her and I've been training for this for so long. And Tarsha has helped me with every step. The final step was to capture the pearl. And she told me when I did to prepare my kite for ascent. She would come, be ready. Watch for her. The long quarter mile stretch of black sand is now my makeshift runway. I know I'll need the whole distance. My kite is huge. Six feet from wingtip to wingtip, 
I stretched blue nylon over a bamboo frame and used streamers in every color of the rainbow to make up the tail. I adorned the four-point bridle with sea glass from the beach and I made reels out of oyster shells for the two control lines. A volcano's roars and rumbles start to align with the elephant's trumpets and chirps. The wind starts to pick up and it feels stronger than usual. Suddenly, a straight line wind moves from south to north. Wait, what stinks? I smell eggs. I hear a rumble. It sounds like a freight train. Though often tested, you stand ready. Forever vigilant, never resting. Tarsha! She's here! It's time to go. I would know that voice anywhere. Marky looked to her right. She looked to her left. She looked down, but only for a second. She got a little nervous as she watched her cave get smaller and smaller in the distance as she flew over the ocean. Marky looked up ahead and saw Tarsha. She looked so pretty, her red hair like a blaze across the sky. For real, Marky, you've got to quit doing that. Get on up here. Remember, never downwind of that. Now go on. Give those control lines a tuck, girl. Let's see what she's made of. Marky held the oyster shells in her hands firmly, like a bull rider. Her kite surged ahead as she caught up with Tarsha. Hey, Marky. I know this place. A place where all beings are happy and free. I love this place. Come on, 